My name is Jesse, and I work with small businesses in the government marketplace. You're listening to FedBiz5, where you get informed, get connected, and get results on everything government contracting. Hello, and welcome to another episode of FedBiz5. We have the senior contracting specialist, Frank Krebs, again today. He's here to talk about subcontracting in the government marketplace. How's it going, Frank? Hi, it's going good, Jesse. How are things with you? Very good, thank you. I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. Why would a business want to subcontract under a prime contractor in the federal government? Well, Jesse, there's many very good reasons that one might want to subcontract on government contracts. First, and maybe foremost, that's a great way to increase corporate revenue. Second, if you're new to the business of government contracting, it's a good way to get your feet wet and gain some important government contracting experience. It's also a fantastic way to get into a government agency, one that you've been targeting maybe. There's many ways to find vendors that have contracts especially multiple contracts within a particular agency. And so when you do find one with multiple awards, they are most likely very well liked and very well respected in that agency and would make a perfect teaming partner. Also, when subcontracting, it allows companies that cannot otherwise bid on contracts the opportunity to be able to bid on these contracts. Now, this can take place either because of their size, or maybe certain requirements for the contract as placed by the government. But still, at this point, if you do find someone to team with, it gives you a chance to grab a piece of that contract. Excellent. So my next question would be, what are the advantages of being a subcontractor? Basically, Jesse, it opens the door to many more contracting opportunities. Now, these could be opportunities on large contracts, Say, for example, you're a small business and you could never bid a large multi-million dollar contract on your own. Well, teaming with a company that can meet those requirements would at least allow for you to take home part of the revenue associated with that contract. Now, there's also many set-aside contracts that the government places out there. For example, they may require companies to be a veteran-owned business or a woman-owned business to bid on the contract. So if you come across a situation where there's a set-aside and you don't qualify or you're not certified under that particular set-aside, finding a prime that does qualify would certainly be a way for you to get involved in that contract and get in front of that government agency. So again, other advantages are you get to build your past performances, and your references. You get exposure in many of these cases to both program staff and contract staff within agencies. This allows you to begin building relationships with those folks in those particular agencies. And quite honestly, if you select a good prime, you can learn quite a bit from that particular vendor about government contracting. Definite uh, advantages you get with subcontracting in the government marketplace. Um, so one more question for you. How would a business go about finding a prime contractor? Well, Jesse, there's many ways in which you can find prime contractors. One way, and maybe the most effective way, is to speak with people at the government 
government agency that you're looking to get in with. If you're talking to folks and they say that we contract with vendor X for those types of services, and I know we've had five, six different contracts with that vendor, well, now you know that they've got multiple contracts within that agency. So what you want to do is you do want to reach out to that agency and look to see if it's something where it would be beneficial to both of you to participate on their team. Also, you always want to make sure that you get the right fit. And by right fit, what I mean is you want to work under a prime that has very similar goals and values that you have. Otherwise, you're going to run into situations along the way where you're going to be competing with each other, and it's just not going to be uh, that advantageous. Another potential for looking for a prime is look for primes that have certain or are holders, if you will, of certain types of contract. For example, if they're on a GWAC, that's uh, a government-wide acquisition contract, you may want to join their team because this, again, opens up many areas that you otherwise would not be able to participate in. Another opportunity is on GSA schedule awards. It may be that they need some help in filling their GSA schedules, and this would be something that you'd be able to assist with. Well, some good advice, too. Yeah, and it's very important to do the research to make sure you have that fit, right? Otherwise, it could fall apart. Um, before we go, is there any other advice you would like to give? Well, research uh, companies that work in an agency that you want to be involved in or that work in agencies that you already have a relationship with folks in. And do your research on that company. You do, like I say, want to make sure that you're a good fit with that firm. Excellent. Well, Frank, thank you again. I appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners do as well. Uh, we'll catch you next time. You got it, Jesse. You have a great day now. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. This concludes this week's episode of FedBiz 5 where you get informed, get connected, and get results. Today's podcast is sponsored by FedBiz Access. Government contracting made simple. Visit them at fedbizaccess.com or contact them at 888-299-4498.